Welcome to Dating Decoded, where Dave Parata, the head coach of the Beast Dating Coaching Program, shows you exactly how to talk to beautiful women, flirt like a pro, and attract your dream partner. All right, bro, so have you ever thought yeah, you just had a great first date with a girl, everything is going super well, you're ecstatic about it, you go home, maybe the next day you send her a text, and crickets no answer she either ghosts you or maybe she does answer but it's like super short you try to go for another hangout and she doesn't say anything or it just doesn't go anywhere if if you're like most guys you've probably had that happen to you at least a few times and i know a lot of guys out there have that's kind of the norm that's that's what happens to them almost every time and it can be very very frustrating it's actually something very common we see with guys coming into our programs like they're able to get first dates but they can't Push it to that next level. Now, if this is happening to you at any sort of frequency at all, this is a podcast episode you are not going to want to miss. We're going to dive into all of that, right? Now, the issue is that guys are executing their first dates all wrong, and they're not getting second or third dates with women that they're excited about. Those types of women that they see as girlfriend material type of girls, and so they never even really have a chance to get into relationships with those women. So you're going to learn what these mistakes are, how guys are executing their first dates in the improper way, how to correct these mistakes, so that way you can give yourself the best chance to keep things going with high quality women, and hey, down the road, actually make them your girlfriend and take things to that next level. So let's start by talking about what guys do that doesn't work and why, and we're going to split this up into a few sections. We're going to talk about the type of date, the setup of you know what's actually happening before the date the conversation when they're actually on the date, the plan in terms of what's happening on the date, what's going to happen afterwards, and making the move, or for a lot of guys, the lack of a move. So we're going to dive into all this. And then from there, we're going to talk about how to actually correct these mistakes. So let's start with the type of date. Now, the biggest thing I see guys screw up when it comes to planning sort of different types of dates is they'll go for either a dinner date or you know a little bit more rarely, but still happens, the movie day, and sometimes they combine those two, sort of like the classic 1990 style dinner and a movie date, right? People still do that. Now, here's the thing with dinner dates. They, they just don't work. Why don't they work, right? Well, if you're a guy in the US, in Europe, number one, dinner is very, very expensive. If, if you're taking out a girl to any sort of like good restaurant, you're easily talking one to $200, if not more, most likely going to be more than that if you're in a tier one city like New York, LA, Miami, could easily be three, $400. So just kind of coming out the gate, it's not sustainable if you're going on three to four dates a week with girls, especially three to four first dates, if you're taking them all out to dinner. You're going to be, you're talking about thousands of dollars you're going to be spending a month. Now, the on the other side of that, spending all that money creates unnecessary pressure on the actual date itself because it's not just like, hey, I'm going out for coffee. It's low expectations. There, there's higher expectations. And you also have to sit there like at, at the dinner table for at least one and a half to two plus hours, which is also not ideal. There's no like easy out uh, like, there, like there is in other types of dates. And then to top it off, you're also eating a lot. You're getting really full. She's getting really full. You guys are watching each other eat before there's really any sort of level of comfort between you. So that's not really sexy. And neither of you are really feeling sexy. So it can be hard to escalate that, kind of take that to another level and actually wind up closing the deal 
later on that night. Then as far as the movie date goes, that's just bad for a lot of reasons, right? You can't really talk while you're in the middle of a movie. Uh, it's it's a little bit awkward and uncomfortable to get physical. You got to do like the high school vibe thing of trying to put your arm around her while you guys are both sitting down. It's not ideal. And yeah, it's just like way too long. You're talking about potentially two to three hours of just sitting there at a movie where you can't talk, can't get physical. Just not ideal for building any sort of vibe that's going to be good. And so yeah, dinner, movie day, terrible ideas. And then we'll talk about, I guess the last idea you could think of, a lot of guys don't really realize this, but the overly fun date, you know, like when you really try to like, oh, let's go skydiving or let's go on, you know, let's go mountain biking or let's go hiking. Like it sounds like this fun thing to do, but the point is not to do some overly fun thing on the first date. The point is not to do that. It's to connect and see if there's a vibe. And there's a lot simpler ways to do that than trying to plan out something super fun on every first date that you go on. And keep in mind, when we're talking about sustainability, there's only so much fun things you can do, right? That's also not a sustainable thing if you're spending, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes thinking about like a date idea that you're trying to take a girl on. It's just not worth your time. It's better to keep it simple and that's going to be a lot more sustainable and actually a lot better for finding out if there's a connection. So yeah, those are the biggest mistakes when it comes to figuring out the types of dates and and planning out those. Now let's talk about the setup, right? As far as kind of the early part of the date, um, kind of, kind of going into it, right? What are some of the mistakes guys make there? Well, the first big mistake guys make is the wrong frame. You know, they're approaching the date from the wrong mindset. They're thinking, is this girl going to like me? How do I impress her? How do I show her that I'm good enough? That's the frame. And so the whole time on the date, they're trying to impress the girl. They they almost become like this dancing monkey trying to tell jokes or trying really hard to get on her good side. It just doesn't work, right? You, You appear like you're the one chasing. You don't seem like you're the prize. It's not a good frame to be in. Another thing is showing up to the date with bad style, like baggy clothes, things that don't really match, uh, things that, yeah, j- just don't fit what, you know, a high value man would wear. Uh, then also choosing the the wrong type of venue. So we already talked about dinner, movies, you know, restaurants, those aren't, those aren't ideal. But you also want to avoid super high stimulation places, like, uh, like super loud, crazy bars and things like that. It's better to to go to like a chill cocktail bar, a chill sports bar. The more chill it is, the better. There can be people there, but you don't want it to be some crazy rowdy thing. That way you're not going to have to fight for the girl's attention. It's just going to be easy to have, you know, like things be focused on the conversation. Maybe there's some light music in the background, but it's not like so loud that you have to yell. Just easy, chill, you know, easy to communicate in. Another thing, uh, not meeting the girl outside the venue and walking in with her. So this is actually a really good thing to do when it comes to to going on first dates. Like meet her if you're if you're having a drink with her, meet her outside the bar, walk in with her. It, it just it makes things a lot more comfortable. You can have a little bit of you know chit chat, small talk before sitting down. That builds a little bit of comfort as well. That also gives you the opportunity to greet her with a hug, get physical right off the bat without having like get up off of your seat or having her get up off of her seat and something like that. And by the way, another mistake is not greeting her with a hug, right? You don't want to do the handshake or like some sort of awkward thing uh, where you you just like wave at her or something. 
give her a hug, you know, bring her in and then, uh, yeah, then just walk her right into the venue. And then when it comes to actually sitting down, you don't want to sit across from her. Sitting across from the girl, it makes it feel like it's an interview. It, it doesn't allow, you know, for easily getting physical with her. It's just not an ideal thing. It can make the date a little bit more awkward and it can create more of a platonic dynamic. So you want to make sure you avoid those things. Now, when it comes to the actual meat of the date, like the conversation, what's actually happening happening in the interaction, here's, here's another few mistakes guys make. They keep it platonic. So they'll never like really dive deeper into topics. They won't really have like flirty banter. Maybe they'll have jokes in mind that they want to say, but they'll hold back because they're afraid of like ruffling her feathers or, uh, you know, saying the wrong thing. They'll kind of overly filter themselves, which isn't a good thing. Uh, another thing, guys, a lot of guys dive deep and they will try to connect, but they won't flirt at all. So they'll just be, you know, talking about values, what's important to them you know, telling stories about their life, but it's all in this like very serious undertone, which is not ideal for actually creating attraction, which is going to make her want to see you again, right? You can connect all you want and that's great and that's important, but if you're not flirting and building that attraction, she's not going to want to see you again. And then on the other side of the coin, you know, only flirting, but never diving deep and connecting. Because if you only flirt, then you're just like the fun, attractive guy. And you might even like that could even lead to you sleeping with her that night. Um, but a lot of times that won't lead to a second date because she's just not really going to take you seriously. She's going to see you as the fun guy, but not really anything more. Uh, so it's, it's good to have a mix of both the flirting and connecting. It's a delicate balance. Another thing is guys failing to lead. So really, you know, part of it's like approaching with no game plan. Uh, the other part of it is just not really... Yeah, just not really knowing where you're going on the date. Uh, you know, just showing up, having a drink, and then having no idea what the next steps would be. So that even if things were going well, you just kind of sit at the bar for the next two or three hours and you don't do anything. You want to you want to avoid that, right? You want to have a little bit of a game plan in place. We're going to talk about that in a second, and and you want to be able to push things like sort of like gently guide things along. And along with the leading, a lot of guys you know don't get physical. So they might give her girl, like they'll, they'll avoid the hug at the beginning, which we talked about, but then they'll also like, they won't get physical throughout. They won't sort of like playfully touch a girl's elbow when they're laughing or teasing her, uh, things like that. They will just won't do anything to get physical. And then, so that creates more of a platonic vibe as well. You're going to be able to get physical a bit throughout the date. And then another thing is, uh, seeking validation on the date, like throughout the conversation and, you know, saying things like, Oh, this is so much fun. We're going to have to go on another date. Uh, oh yeah, like we'll have to do that when we go on our next date. Maybe even trying to plan the second date out while you're still on the first one and like getting very specific. You don't want to do those kinds of things, right? It's okay to future project where, where maybe you're saying, oh yeah, we're going to have to, you, you have to cook me that meal sometime or something like that. That's okay. But being like, hey, this is so much fun. Uh, what are you doing like next Thursday? Let's hang out again. And just rushing to plan it. It doesn't work. Because it also shows that you're a guy who's, you're basically, you're not, you don't even want to give yourself the time to reflect on whether this is a girl you want to see again, right? So it's like a, it's like a low value quality in a guy to do that because any high value guy is going to want to sit and reflect, you know, see how he feels the next day after going on the date and actually see, you know, after reflecting, does he want to see this girl again? If you're just trying to rush right into planning the next one, it just, it seems a little bit low value. Uh, yeah. And then 
Another thing, I guess the last thing here when it comes to the conversation, last big thing here is guys talk about themselves the wrong way. So, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of times guys will tell stories that are not flattering about themselves, you know, kind of like overly self-deprecating, which doesn't help. Uh, like I think, you know, I had a guy in a group coaching call the other day talking about how like, you know, he had a really bad Tinder date with like a, like an overweight girl. And then he made out with her in public and things like that. And it was like a funny story, but you don't want to tell that to a girl. Like you don't want to tell that to a high quality girl. Cause that's going to reflect really poorly on you. She can be like, okay, so this guy is just going out with whoever. And, and, and Hey, if you get catfished, that can be a funny story. And that could be something you tell, but you don't want to like say, oh yeah, I went and hooked up with her after I got catfished. Like, what does that really say about you? Right? So you want to tell a lot more flattering stories about yourself as well. So yeah, that's how guys screw up the conversation. Now let's talk about the plan, how guys, you know, sort of the, the biggest mistakes guys make around that. Now, not handling logistics is a super big thing I see guys screw up. So they'll go into the date with zero plan as far as like, you know, how would you, like, if it goes well, how, how would they take her home? If she wants to go to a second bar, how would that work? Basically, how would things move forward if, if the opportunity presented itself? And then also not figuring out the girl's logistics throughout the date. So basically hanging out with a girl for two hours and then trying to invite her back to your place, but then not knowing, Hey, Oh, oh shoot. She it's, it's already, we've been hanging out here. It's already 11 PM and she has to work at 7 AM. And then she has to go home and go to bed. And she says, no. So that's not ideal. It's a lot better to figure the, the logistics out earlier on in the date. So, you know, Hey, does she work super early? Does she, uh, does she have something she needs to do later? Does she have to take her dog out? It's better to sprinkle in questions throughout the date to kind of figure these things out. So that way, you know exactly kind of where she's at, what what may be happening. Another part of this as well is building compliance. So this can really, this can go here. This can also, you know, this, this is a conversational thing too. Uh, but building compliance throughout the date can both happen conversationally and physically. And what I mean by that is basically allowing a girl to follow your lead and show her, show you that, that she's going to continue following. So if you get a little bit physical with her, she responds well, she doesn't freeze up. If you, you know, make a sexual innuendo or, or you flirt a little bit, she responds well. If you guys are making strong eye contact, she responds by making strong eye contact in return. These are all things that, that show that she's complying with you. And the more compliance a girl gives you, the more that tells you, hey, she's down to continue taking further steps with me, or she may be open to that. Now, if you try to push things forward with a girl who isn't being compliant with you, then you're, you're basically fighting a losing battle, right? Whenever you try to move things forward with a girl, you want to be reasonably sure that she's going to be cool with the moving things forward with you. And if she's been complying throughout the course of the date, then you can be reasonably sure you're never going to be like necessarily a hundred percent unless she's the one asking you like to go home, uh, which sometimes will happen, but you can be 70, 75% sure. Right. And that's enough to, to, and, and you also want to keep in mind too, that if you do try to take a next step with a girl and she kind of reneges on it and pushes back, that's okay. Cause you've just shown her, Hey, you know, I'm a guy who goes for what I want. And I'm, and you're also not going to be offended or like put off or like really affected in any way if she pushes back. It's more like, oh yeah, 
no big deal, all good, no worries, and then just keep doing what you guys have been doing, right? Or or uh, or even propose like like a more chill plan that doesn't require as much compliance. So those are some things to kind of keep in mind there. Now, outside of that, you know, a lot of guys also don't plan for success. And what I mean by that is they're not prepared for this date to go all the way. So maybe their apartment is really messy. They don't clean it before they leave the house so that if they were to take a girl back there, they'd be pretty embarrassed or at least the girl would be judging them or feel not very comfortable. So not planning for success in that way. And yeah, they also really just have no idea how they would close a deal, you know, what they would do if they did take a girl home, how they would move forward, what the next steps would be. Really, it's just like all a huge question mark for them. And so if they do try to move forward, it feels really clunky because they don't even know where they're going. So you always want to have an idea of where you're going so that you can gently lead the girl in that direction. And speaking of that, you know, another big mistake I see you guys make is just not going for the clothes at all. Like not even asking a girl if she wants to go home, if she wants to go to a second venue, uh, just kind of sitting there and just staying at, a, at the same venue for the date for two to three hours. You don't want to do that. And that's also another thing you don't want to, you don't want to just hang with a girl in the same place really for more than an hour. Anything more than an hour is not ideal. What's a lot better, like let's say 45 minutes to an hour, you're hanging at one bar. And then from there, you can go to a second bar that's ideally a little bit closer to your place or her place. Uh, or you just, if the vibe is really strong, you just invite her straight home. That that would be a lot better than just staying at the same place for two to three hours, right? So the longer you do that, the more it's going to stagnate. The more that you move, the more things stay fresh. Because you could be having the best conversation in the world, but if it's not physically moving somewhere, it's going to feel like it's getting stagnant. And now when we talk about the move, let's talk about some mistakes guys do around that. So a lot of times guys will just not make a move at all. They'll never go for a kiss. They'll never ask a girl back home. They'll never ask a girl anywhere else. Uh, they won't even try to get physical. They'll basically just play it super safe, not realizing that if you just go into these dates playing it very safe, that's actually the riskiest thing of all because you're you're basically guaranteeing yourself that nothing is going to happen afterwards. You're guaranteeing yourself that you're not going to get a second date and you're guaranteeing that there's not really going to be that much of a spark created because she's going to be sitting there thinking, okay, if this guy likes me, why is he not trying to push this forward? Like what is going on with it? She's going to start doubting like your decisiveness. She's going to start doubting your confidence. So you want to avoid that. But when it comes to making the move, you don't want to make the mistake of going for the long public makeouts, even if it's like in a car, uh, on the walk back to the car, in the bar, whatever the case may be. I'll hear it all the time. Guys will say, hey, just had this great first date, ended it with, a, you know, we, we made out for 10 minutes by my car, made out for 15 minutes by my car. I was so great. I'm like, great, man. Um, you know, it sounds like things things went well up to that point. And, you know, it sounds like you enjoyed the makeout. But why that's wrong is it it really overvalidates the girl when you make out with her for that long in public when there is no possibility for it to go to that next level right now if you're at if you're at your house that's a that's a different kind of thing right you can go for a longer make out because there's a chance for it to escalate into something further but if if you're not and you're just hanging out in public there's really you know and you know that hey you're you're taking her back to her car and you're dropping her off or whatever the case may be you know it's not going further don't want to have a long, a long drawn out makeout, right? You want to act like you've been there before. How do you do that? Well, it's really pretty simple. You want to keep 
the kisses to three to five seconds and you're the one who pulls back. So you don't want to just sit in there, you know, kind of overstaying your, your welcome. You want to leave her wanting more. And this also asserts your control. It lets her know that you're the one who's dictating the, intera- the, the interaction. You're dictating the kiss. And, and that's how it's going, right? Uh, and you're not over-validating her by doing that way. She's always wanting more. It creates a little bit of mystery as well. Okay, so those are the biggest first date mistakes I see guys make. I'm curious for you guys out there, is there any of these dates or these, these first date mistakes you feel like you can relate with? Might be worth reflecting on, maybe writing some down, some that you want to work on going forward, and that can really improve uh, your dates, improve the amount of second, third days that you're getting, all those kinds of things. As far as how to correct some of these mistakes, you know, some things that you can do, I would always go for a drink state or a coffee and a walk. And drinks date like at, at like a nice chill bar, chill cocktail spot. You can even do this if you don't drink. You can get mocktails. I know a lot of guys out there, you know, don't drink here in 2023 and beyond. So you can get a mocktail. That's that's completely fine. Uh, and then if you want to go for like a daytime date, a coffee and a walk is great. Like usually in, in a downtown setting or like a cool cafe by a park. Basically, get a coffee. You know, sit down for a little while, then get out there, go for a walk in the park, talk, chill. That could be a really good date idea. And you can actually take a girl home still from, from a coffee and a walk at like 10, 11 a.m. I know it's hard to believe, but if you push things forward and you lead things, nothing is off the table. Another thing you can do is, as we talked about, always greet her with a hug, always sit next to her. That's going to get get things physical right off the very uh, right, right off the bat and then allow you to get things physical throughout the course of the date. Much easier to do sitting next to her rather than across. You want to make sure that you flirt and connect, as we talked about, not just only flirt or only connect or do neither, like a lot of guys do. You want to do both. You want to ask flirty questions throughout. So a couple of flirty questions you can ask that can spice up the conversation that I like are, you know, what do you find sexiest in a guy? What's the biggest adventure you've had in the last year? What's the worst first date you've ever been on? And I like that question because... It, it sort of assumes that this isn't a bad first date, that this is a good one, and all of those other dates were bad, right? And now you guys are like, you're the cool one, and this is a good one. So I, I like that frame. Uh, you also want to go into the date with a plan, know where you're going to go, a backup plan for where you could go next, or you know what the, what the plan would be to take her home if it came to that, whether it be go back to, to your place or go back to her place. And then, yeah, you also want to go for the close. And, and that could be going for the kiss. That could be inviting her back to your place. You want to be consistently trying to escalate things to another level rather than just going in there, taking zero risks and having these like platonic interactions. So yeah, guys, if you can do all this, your first dates are going to go a lot better. Let's put all this into action and let me know how it goes. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Dating Decoded. If what you heard today was valuable to you, that was just a taster. If you'd like to find out if you'd be the right fit to work with us and join the top 10% of men when it comes to dating and attract your dream partner, then go to beast-coaching.com and apply for a free consultation where we'll take a look at your situation and create a strategy specifically on how you can start having the dating life that you've always wanted.